believe most of us are familiar with our gospel passage today. It's a very beautiful one from Matthew 11, 25 to 30. Probably the one you're familiar with most is about, you know, Jesus saying, Come to me, all you who labor, who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. What a beautiful invitation Jesus gives to us. I will give you rest. But then he says something very, at first, kind of shocking. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. What is a a yoke, especially 2,000 years ago? A yoke is a wooden instrument that you'd put over uh, an oxen or a pair of oxen to go out to the field to plow. So you can imagine it is very heavy because it gives control kind of over uh, those oxen. And yet Jesus is saying, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, and that's going to lead you to rest. (laughs) I don't know about you, if you put a big wooden instrument over my shoulders, I'm a big guy, it's not going to be rest. I know that much. And so what is Jesus saying here? Well, he's saying, what does my yoke look like? It is meek and humble of heart. So Jesus really is telling us we can either put on different yokes. We can put on the yoke of the world, or we can put on the yoke of the Lord. What does a yoke of the world look like? And we all fall into this so often. We can fall into the anxieties of, of work. We can fall into the anxieties of what's going on in the world every day, ever since Adam and Eve, by the way. It's always been messed up because, well, it's the world, right? We can fall into most especially the yoke of sin. We've all been there before. We've all sinned before. We're all sinners. And I know that when I fall into sin, what happens? I feel more burdened. I kind of feel weighed down. I don't feel rest. And yet that sin is like a yoke around my shoulders until I go to confession and confess it to the Lord. Now, that's the yoke of sin. Now, what is every single sin kind of roots issue? The issue is pride. Every sin, the church fathers will tell us, is rooted in pride. What is pride? Pride is only looking at our own self, our own self-interest, and our own self-ends. And it's also a reliance only upon our self. Imagine going through this world thinking you can do everything on your own. You'd be pretty weighed down, wouldn't you? But that's what pride is, saying, I need to handle this. Only I can do this. Or if I do this, it's going to bring me what I am longing for, and I don't care about anyone else. That is pride. That is the yoke of sin. And yet Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. 
for my yoke, for I am meek and humble of heart. So he's telling us what we are called to do is the opposite of having pride, is that we are called to have humility, to be meek and humble. We heard about this in the first reading today, by the way, from the prophet Zechariah, where it says, See, your king shall come to you. A just savior is he, meek and riding on an ass, riding on a donkey, meek, humbling himself. And of course, you know, this is what Jesus did, by the way. He humbled himself so that we may share in his divinity. He is the ultimate example of humility, humbling himself in the incarnation, humbling himself on the cross, humbling himself so that we may experience his grace, his love, and his mercy. And he is saying to us, if you want to follow in my ways, be like me. That's what being a Christian is. Not just believing in Christ, but being like him. So that means that we too are called to be meek and humble. What does humility do, by the way? Well, St. Benedict and St. Aquinas say humility is the first virtue necessary, the first virtue necessary for the acquisition of the kingdom of heaven. For it removes the obstacles to God's action and his mercy. When we are meek, when we are humble, we're removing our own self-interest, our own self-reliance, so that God can truly work in us his actions and his mercy. Humility is the supernatural virtue by which we lovingly recognize our own value in God's eyes. The supernatural value by which we lovingly recognize our true value in God's eyes. Not in the world's eyes. We don't have to be anything other than just God's children. How often do we wake up in the morning and immediately anxiety comes upon us because we worry? What is so and so going to think about me today? Am I able to do this, this project at work? Am I good enough in other people's eyes? When we wake up that way, what's happening? We're weighed down with anxiety. And yet, what does God tell us? Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. How? By being meek and humble and seeing ourselves in the way that God sees us and knowing that he will take care of us because he loves us, because we are his children. Humility, by the way, being humble, doesn't mean that we don't have gifts. We do have gifts. Each and every one of us are equipped with many different gifts that God wants to use in us. But humility sees that it's truly a gift from God, not by our own well-being, our own doing. 
Let's use an example here. I've used this example before. Everyone take a breath. Now, yes, your mind told you to do that, but God gave you the ability to take that breath. And that's something we don't think about too often. Every breath that we take is truly a gift from God. And so what are we called to do when we have gifts from God? We're called to do what Jesus did. The ultimate example of humility is by thanking God. We hear this today in Matthew's Gospel, Matthew, beginning of Matthew eleven twenty five. 25. I give you praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. I give praise to you, Father. This kind of sounds like John's Gospel, because throughout John's Gospel, what does Jesus say? Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. This should be part of our language. Father, I thank you that I am able that I'm able to take this breath? Okay, yes. Father, I thank you that I'm able to take care of my children. Father, I thank you that I am good at my work because of you. Whatever it may be, it's not looking towards ourselves, but knowing that God has given us our gifts and that our true value in him, that we may see the value that God sees in us. And so, what are we called to do? Every single day, we're called to put on that yoke of God. That yoke which does not weigh us down, but frees us. That yoke which connects us to God, by the way. Remember, most yokes are not just put on one ox. It's put on a pair of ox. And so Jesus is saying, I want to be yoked to you. I want to walk with you on your day-to-day journey so that you're not weighed down, so that you're not heavy burdened, but instead that you may receive rest, grace, mercy, and love from me. And so my brothers and sisters, take Christ's yoke upon yourself. Learn from him. Why? Because God's yoke is easy and his burden is light.